0: It's the Friendly Fire Show episode 191 for the end of November 2021. Uh, we're live streaming this live and we do every fortnight now on Twitch, or if you're not the uh, the live kind of person, we do have an on-demand video and podcast whenever you want. Uh, head to survivor.com for download links. I am Steve Wright, and joining me is my bestest buddy, Ben Salter. Ben, how are mm. you? What's going on, dude?
1: Well, it's good to be here. There's a lot of games out. There was a surprise drop, so we've had a lot to play. Like, when was the last time that happened, that we had a surprise, and you can play it right now situation?
0: Uh, ooh. Some E3 a long time ago, and I can't even remember what. Like, Remember,
1: there's... that used to be our prediction, like every E3... Back when we used to do this podcast like years ago, like 2013, 14, we used to always predict someone's going to do that and it's our today moment. No one really ever did or it was some like tiny little thing. Uh, and it, it kind of, it officially didn't happen, but it did. It's not an official launch, but we're playing it.
0: Yes. And it's kind of, I guess it's like the the thing that I can think of that happened the like before, ahead of Halo Infinite multiplayer is um maybe like the Resident Evil 7 And I guess village demos was the village demo. I can't remember, but yeah, anyway, this is, it's that you can play it now. We need more of those moments. Um, And obviously Hmm. the halo infinite moment was kind of ruined by leakers and stuff, but also it was like five in the morning for Australians. So did you really want to get up at five in the morning to spend two hours trying to download it and then eventually play it like nine anyway. So if you got sleep, I applaud you. I respect you for your choice and your decision. Um, we've got yeah. so much Ben. We probably should just get straight into it. Um, and uh, it's fitting that we were talking about Halo Infinite because uh, that's what we're going to keep talking about. Uh, our review in progress is up on the website. Uh, we've we've started looking at uh, multiplayer. We've also started looking at uh, some of the campaign because I've had an opportunity to preview. Uh, the first four or five hours, I'd say, of, of Infinite's campaign, uh, rather than doing, because it's this weird, like, half a game is out, half it isn't, We you know, there's no preview. It's just a review, and it's going to roll. Uh, and that will obviously finish and, and conclude but ahead of uh, the 8th, or probably 9th December in Australia, release of Infinite. Yeah. So I've been babbling, Ben. How about we start with multiplayer anyway? How much have you uh, been playing since, since we uh, had it dropped on us, probably, like, almost a fortnight ago? Yeah.
1: Uh... Yeah, well, we played together for a while and I've dropped in a few times since then. So I've only played one ranked match for the achievement and then I'm out of ranked. I'm just a, a, a big team battle and quick play kind of guy. So yeah, relative amount because uh, I had a few other things to play. We'll get to those next. So I was kind of not planning to play Halo and then it suddenly came out It ruined my review schedule. But uh, I dropped all those, played Halo uh, and it's, it's really good pretty much I think the, the discourse out there on Twitter especially is the game's great, the progression system sucks, and the battle pass sucks. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, that's the state that it's in. There's not a lot more to say, really, in, except that I think it's going to get a lot of positive press, and it should do because it's, it's by far my favorite multiplayer game of the year by a long way. Yeah. And I think I'm going to play it for a long time to come. Um, but there's also that kind of nagging feeling of Microsoft had an opportunity that no one else did, which was to release, like, the best free-to-play multiplayer game because... Like everyone else, right, they need to make money from dodgy, not dodgy, but annoying uh, microtransactions and all these customizable items and all that stuff. And uh, Microsoft probably could have just taken the big brands like Boost from a a quality Halo game doing minimal monetization uh, and then use that kind of good press to sell Game Pass subscriptions, to even sell the game on uh, PC for the campaign, um, something which most free-to-play games don't have. They don't have that paid multiplayer. And they also aren't the flagship title for a console and not even a console anymore. A whole ecosystem now that Xbox is not just a box. It's also a streaming service and it's um, on PC. So I feel like if anyone was ever going to take that hit and just release like this massive free-to-play multiplayer game that's amazing and it's not trying to nickel and dime you all the time, this was the one. And they, they've they still kind of done that. Like, they've released a game which is going to sell the campaign really well but it's just it feels like opportunity missed because someone at microsoft at some point obviously said we need more money from this um and it's just yeah i don't think anyone will have that opportunity again and i don't think xbox took it as well as they could have
0: yeah there's i the multiplayer is super fun i've had the most fun playing it with you that that i've probably had playing a lot of things and you know like you look at the battle the state of battlefield it's it's a nightmare call of duty Hmm. is fun but hectic like it's just like the tdk time to kill is so quick it's just like you you don't have time to really like strategize you kind of just you know yeah either find a really good camping spot or just run at things and die whereas halo um the, the the time to kill is a little bit longer uh the the weapon spawns play a big deal you know like just grouping up as a team is important um, you know, like the reversal metal is my favorite because, you know, like in, in Call of Duty, especially, you know, you, you're the first person to shoot at someone, you're generally going to be the one who comes out on top. And in Halo, it's, you know, like, are you getting your headshots? Are you, are you trying to take cover? What weapon do you have? Are you, are you hot swapping between weapons carefully? Uh, it's, it's just super enjoyable and tight in terms of gameplay. Um, the battle pass system, the progression system is, is garbage, uh, and, it, you know, like, it's me, Ben. So there's achievements tied to the, the battle pass and the progression system. Um, of Yeah, well, of, yeah. Of note, yes. um, there's one to complete a battle pass, which is, like, 100 levels. Uh, mm-hmm. You can spend, you know, like, I think it's, like, three or $400 or more to, you know, like, buy your way to 100 levels in the battle pass, or, you know, you can grind it. And the problem with the grind is it's not based on your performance in a match. It's not based on the amount of medals you get or the score you get or how, you, how well you hold objectives, it's tied to weekly and daily challenges which require you to use a certain weapon or play a certain game mode or use a vehicle, um, which is frustrating if, if you don't like the vehicle or the weapon or whatever you're supposed to be using um, or if you're just not in the game mode that you're supposed to be achieving things in. Um, and then mm. you know, like it's it, it piles on top of one and the other. The other thing is if, if you're playing an objective-based mode, and, and, you know, there is a Banshee on the field, some players need that Banshee challenge to continue on in the progression system, so they will, like, just completely ignore everything that's happening in the game, and that's their single solitary focus, which is just, it's game-ruining for some things. Um, And because there's an achievement to get the ultimate weekly challenge, which is, like, basically taking through every single challenge you're given, I did that because it's me. Um, Once I'd, I'd done that, I had no other means until the weekly reset to continue with my progression. And the the huge thing, the huge marketing spin that that Microsoft was trying to put on the progression system um before it came out was, you know, like you can buy a battle pass now and you can use that, you can you know, you can play through the battle pass for the next 3 years. If you take a long time to finish it, don't worry, it's not going away, you can do it, which is great. But the opposite is, if I'm playing a whole bunch and I'm playing at my own pace, if my pace is faster than what you want it to be, you shouldn't limit me either, which I have a really big problem with. Other than that, it's great. It's such a good game and I really love it. So like, I'm not trying to be too hung up on the Battle Pass stuff, but um, I would have rather have paid some money. I would have, like, you know, if this was a if this was a Sony current gen game cost of 125 or 130 or something, I would have rather have paid that and had a, a more mm. user-friendly progression system that I wouldn't be annoyed with which would then mean that I just completely love this game in every way shape and form rather than being like it's really good except for like oh this like stupid black sheep of a thing
1: sorry yeah. go ahead they've they've basically so with this weird drop they've caught they haven't said it's launched they've called it a beta even though it's come out like three weeks before and, and there's no time for them to do anything but as a result of that they've addressed it and they've kind of they haven't said it, but they've kind of said, oh, it's it's not officially launched. We hear you. Uh, we're going to change some of this battle pass and some of the progression. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of it was meant to go for like another six months or something. So they're not changing it in the next two weeks. It's it's going to stay as it is. Um, good news, they are changing it to some degree. And they can probably say, you know, we we use that as a, a final test period. I think they've called it a beta so that they don't piss off the retailers. So that, you know, EB Games still going to have Halo on its shelf. They're selling the campaign, but they're going to get pretty annoyed if they said, but the bit that people are going to keep playing, even though it's free to play, is already out. They'll play that, and then they'll think, oh, I don't really need the campaign. So I don't think that's the case, but I can see retailers being annoyed by that. I think that's why they've said it's not been released, because the full package is out. It's still a test, um, and we're still tweaking it, even though they can't really do anything at this point.
0: Yeah, um, it's 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 a full release in every sense Uh, but the the name which is the technicality of the beta Mm. so like it's it's silly um it's live achievements are live the game proper you know completely comes out in what a little over two weeks i think so um we'll keep updating Mm. uh the the review in progress uh and we'll obviously add our full thoughts on campaign uh ahead of release uh i don't know when the embargo properly lifts i don't even know if i can tell you that so you know i'm gonna just quickly keep going um if you will, if I can indulge myself, then, I get to talk about campaign for a bit, and I promise I will be spoiler-free. Uh, so I had a, the chance well, to play through... Go ahead. What? Are you just, t- just gonna take off my
1: headphones in case in case you were too
0: spoilery? <laughs> well, um, no, I'll, tr- I'll, tr- I'll try not to be. Uh, it's the infinite campaign thus far is this amazing mixture of old-school Halo and uh, modern gaming sensibilities. Um, so if, if you haven't been kind of following the Halo experience, like, uh, Halo one to three ODST reach, they were Bungie who have moved on to, to destiny. Uh, but obviously they didn't get to take the Halo, Halo IP with them. So Microsoft, uh, started a new studio called 343 Industries, uh, you know, like the Frank O'Connors and, you know, some of the Bungie people remained on board to continue on uh, a lot left a lot, you know, it was kind of a mixture. Um, I liked 343s you know first proper halo they they also did the master chief collection which you know is, is basically bungie and had some problems you know you know getting off the ground but it was pretty good it's very good now um halo 4 i really liked it introduced the prometheans in like a new story where the the chief is the reclaimer uh and and dealt with what happens to cortana an ai who's not meant to to exist forever she's this intelligent you know continually learning machine and you know there's a limit before it starts going, uh, crazy, and, you know, that's, that's her rampancy, uh, I'm trying not to even spoil Halo 4 and 5, uh, so it was good, I really liked it, there was new weapons, new, new bosses, uh, new, new enemies, um, but it felt very Halo, to the point where then you got to Halo 5 Guardians, which, um, was awful in every way, shape, and form, uh, it, it, Basically, put the chief to the side. It introduced uh, Spartan Locke, who was in this weird like web series. I don't think it was a real TV show, but like no one cares. Uh, it, it you didn't die, you got downed, and you had to like revive your fellow Spartans rather than doing anything um, kind of cool. It, you know, it it didn't feel like a Halo game. It felt too far removed. It felt more like a Call of Duty or something. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the backstory. I haven't even talked about Infinite yet. Infinite is 343 kind of winding it back in terms of trying to evolve Halo with, with new things and new enemies and new ways to play. It's going back to like the core gameplay, but the, the modernization is, is things like it's an open world, uh, to a, but it is, it is an open world. Um, you, you, you land, you, you go through two missions that are, are pretty, you know, self-contained kind of corridory, and then it opens up to this full map where you can't get to every bit of the zeta halo but you can get to bits and pieces and then you slowly kind of unlock you know other ways of traversal or you know other methods to get to different parts uh and you can either go and, and liberate uh outposts that the banished uh, otherwise known as you know you know what are they called the the covenant by yep. any other name uh, you can do that. You can go and uh, rescue UNSC Marines who've been abandoned or stranded on Zeta Halo. You can find uh, Spartan Points, which uh, is a, a progression system for the chief. So he gets a grapple shot, which we've all kind of seen and we all have used in in multiplayer. Threat sensors. He has these kind of tools that he can use and upgrade so they're better. Uh, you can also go and find uh, Mjolnir Armory lockers, which unlock cosmetics in multiplayer. Um, so you, you you can go and explore and the the Halo is so crazily diverse, like it's it's super high, it's very vertical, you can just, you know, grapple shot into your heart's content. Or you can just go, okay, I want to play the missions, point me at the mission, I'm going to do it. And you kind of like, some of them are like an open world, but it kind of like loads you basically into a mission, it kind of, there's like a little bit of a transition and you know, like you're still in an open world. Or sometimes you're just like, you know, you're in this installation now, you're in this base so like there's a roof over your head and you're kind of just going from point a to point b killing things um the culmination is just like a really really fun experience that very much feels like halo and also just feels like combat evolved (laughs) which is a lame way to say it but like it's yeah it's super Mm. good (laughs) so i hope i didn't spoil anything
1: you haven't spoiled anything it's it does sound to me like it's been designed for co-op which is again the the main thing which we already know is missing so it's not going to be a big surprise and uh to be honest i've made peace with that to the extent that i would normally want it there at launch in a hello game but i think i will play it single player enough time will pass that when the co-op does come i'm ready to play it again so in that sense it's probably a blessing in disguise
0: well there are achievements for legendary and with all uh skulls and stuff ben so i i vote um it's It's hard enough on normal in some respects, and sometimes it's just kind of a little bit too easy with like, all, especially as you get better with the grapple shot and stuff, it starts to get a little too easy. So if you're watching the live stream right now, um, this is gameplay from Heroic, which, which stepped it up. And this was like mission two, it was pretty early on, but it was like you could tell the difference in challenge. So I'm sure Legendary is going to be hard <laughs> which is good that's like that's why you play legendary halo because mm. it is challenging unless you're like you know the guy who has the mate that the mate just stays like really far back in the map and you just keep using him to respawn um which is a viable strategy but um uh talking to 343 they were saying you know like it, it's it's meant to be difficult legendary is is meant to be challenging yes you're all saying that you're using the grapple shot exclusively but you know with with legendary that shouldn't be an option you're going to need to use a threat sensor to figure out what's happening you're going to need to use the shield boost to kind of like you know boost you w- when you need it you can't just rely on the grapple shot which to be to be honest is exactly what i'm doing playing in normal and and heroic because it's just so much fun getting from place to place hitting an enemy and like just zipping to him and punching him in the face like it's a super fun to the point where i forget that i'm lacking that always-on skill in multiplayer and finding myself kind of like muscle memory hitting RB and not doing what I want because I'm not super-powered chief. So, like, that's that's mm. what I want to finish on, I guess. Sorry, I'm done talking for so long. Um, the campaign does a really, really good job of making you feel like you you are, like, this super-powered Spartan. And I don't know if that was always the case in Halo proper, but, like, Master Chief is supposed to be this, like, Genetically engineered superhuman man in this, like, super heavy, super powerful suit where he can jump and throw and leap and things. And, like, then you play Halo and, you know, like, fall damage. Like, you've barely, like, fallen off a thing and you die because, you know, it's too far. So, this, you can go to the highest point in the map and you can just jump and sail down until you hit, like, the lowest point in the map and you're the Master Chief, so it doesn't matter. You can pick up the power coils that are in multiplayer, and you can throw them at people. Like, you you feel like you are Superman, and that's awesome. And, like, Halo 4 did a really good job of that. I think Halo 5 ruined everything because of that, like, armor lock thing. Like, oh, I got downed. I just have to, like, crouch here until you hold X over me. Um, but, it, yeah, it's, it's super good. Ben, I can't wait for you to get to play it. It's great. And, obviously, we'll talk about it more. let to it. As we go on, I've talked yeah. far too long. Uh, so now you get to talk because I've not played the original versions nor these ones. Uh, we're talking about now Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So please take it away.
1: Mm. Yes, well, these are the games that I, well, one game that I put down to play Halo. And so I <laughs> had my first review in progress for ages, mainly because of playing Halo, but I did get around, I finished it on the weekend uh it's it's good but it's not as good as the other remakes so pretty much this game was not made by great game freak who make all the pokemon games because they're working on pokemon legends which comes out in i think that's still coming out in january i just assumed it would get delayed but i don't think it has been
0: there's it still featured in this
1: week in delays <laughs> as of yet yes exactly uh so it's been outsourced to another company um who i'm not sure it's made pokemon games at least not a mainline pokemon game and it seems like what they're trying to do is make a very faithful remake of uh the ds games, which came out in Australia at least in two thousand and seven so fourteen years old and I just feel like previous uh remakes were all about bringing um generations one two and three up to the current standard of Pokemon games. so in this case that would be Pokemon short sword, sword what am I calling sword and shield that's the one um the English and one. that's not the case, yeah, that's right. Almost forgot that. Well, they were cool for a second. Um, and so they were like the first kind of 3D style, more immersive, very emotive, a lot of um, kind of character-driven Pokemon games, uh, and more like what we expected from a the long, elusive kind of handheld to console game. And we finally got it on the hybrid system. Um, and this kind of loses that. It goes back to like the 3DS and slash DS style, like that top-down camera. Um, the characters all look like they have no emotion at all like they just kind of blank stare you the whole time and it just loses that that kind of character driven emotional side so it's the first remake which feels like it's back where we were which kind of defeats the purpose of doing a remake because you could just play the ds games they're not that out of date it's not like going back to the first gen game games which are originally for a black and white slash green and white system um so yeah we are just they're good but they just don't have that same level of of need and necessity as the uh the prior remakes up until now. It feels a little bit like a we can sell 20 million copies of this, so let's do it. Um, and then let's use that to springboard into our new kind of spin-off, mainline Pokemon game. Um, and if that does well, great. If it doesn't, we've had this remake as well. So uh, Nintendo have a system here. They have a blueprint. They've done really well in the past doing this, kind of making a new game. A few years later, remaking an older one, I'm sure it will sell well. It just doesn't feel as necessary um, as the previous one. So that's Pokemon. It's Come on, not so brilliant, but not bad. Diamond and less than shining pearl.
0: <laughs> it's weird because, like, yeah, it's it. in 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 the in the world in the in the time of like a, a Grand Theft Auto trilogy, which we'll talk about in a minute, and and even like a Mario mm. Party Superstars. It's yeah, like, is it a cash grab? Is it a a, a a decent thing to have and to have to have reintroduced to the world? And and you know, of, of those three, it sounds mm. like two are two are a no and. Mario Party, surprisingly, perhaps, is a is a yes, which is weird. A <laughs> it's
1: not a cash grab in the sense that we knew it was coming, right? So they've remade gens one to three, so four was the next obvious thing to do. Potentially because four was already a DS game, so it already had a lot of those kind of modern or more modern style features. And the DS and the three DS games were basically the same thing. Like they followed the same blueprint, very similar. And so going back to that style from the Switch step up just feels like we haven't really progressed like those other ones did. So, yeah, it'll sell well. People will like it. Uh, if you've never played the originals, I think they're easier to play in that there's less Pokemon to remember. Like, I know most of these ones. So that's just me being old. Like, there's there's less. Um, and I did play the originals. So there's that there. There's, yeah, there's, there's some fun there. It's quicker. It's much quicker to get through because all your Pokemon game gain experience from the very beginning and you can't turn that off like you can in every other Pokemon game no. um, I like that because I don't want to play for 40 hours I just want to smash through it, it does mean you're super overpowered like straight away so you know um, the enthusiast Pokemon players will not be into that at all because it's just too easy at, at some point and they try to balance it by making some of the gyms harder but it's it's similar to another game we'll talk about later and it's, it kind of feels like no really tested that like, it was in theory that will kind of fix it, but it doesn't really. Like, you're, you're too overpowered, it's too easy, it's really quick. Uh, I don't mind that, but I think a lot of people will think, why am I bothering? Uh, it's too easy. So, yeah, that's that's always a risk with Nintendo games these days, that they, they go too far on the, let's make it really accessible, let's, let's make low-skill players come in and be super-powered straight away, and then it, it alienates their more hardcore, who really are their their biggest fan base. We all know that the average Pokemon player kind of looks like me. They don't. They're not a, a twelve-year-old. Like I suppose that that's what I was at the beginning, and then they're the people who still play these,
0: these games. There you go. Hamish is here and says the podcast is totally poggers, and I don't know what that means. So, like, you're you're the age of a, a Pokemon player. I'm the age of a someone who's too old to have even been a Pokemon player. So I don't I don't know if that's good or bad. So. Maybe this is just broken on Twitch and who knows. It's fine. Um, Hi. Hi, uh, Hamish. Uh, I have no interest in playing Pokemon. I'm really sorry, but good for for Pokemon. All
1: right. Let's move it along. (laughs) What else
0: did we play? Uh, Oh, you played something. I've played Bright Memory Infinite, which uh, if, if you've played Bright Memory, which was uh, introduced at the same time as the PlayStation... Nope. Well, yeah, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S and X, uh, which is it's on Xbox and PC. Uh, it was a, a game developed by one guy, a Chinese developer, uh, FYQD, I believe. Uh, apologies if I got the uh, letters in the wrong order. Uh cool game and like bright memory Infinite was introduced in that third party series sNX uh, presentation in 2020 and looked insanely amazing uh, the problem is like basically everything that you saw in the trailer like that's the that's the duration of the game uh, pretty much like it's it's a couple hour experience uh, and even the stuff that you kind of saw with like the car and the combats a little bit watered down so it's kind of like what you were promised wasn't quite what you were gonna get. Um, it's cheap though. It's like $14 on Steam. It's only out on Steam right now. It didn't make it to Xbox yet. Um, and if you bought the original Bright Memory, you get it for free. So, um, it's one of these things where it's like, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely, utterly gorgeous. But like, there's a problem with one person writing the narrative and writing the dialogue and developing the game and making everything look pretty and like you, he is skilled in some aspects and not in others. So it's like really fun to play, but it's 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 not great. <laughs> um, but it's cheap, and if you need like a thing to kill for three or four hours and you don't mind spending like fifteen bucks, do it. Um, so like it's yeah, it's I don't have much more to say about it to be to be frank. Um, it's it's a really cool yeah. looking thing, but it's not. It, yeah, it's it's not that memorable, to be honest, especially timed in November alongside all of the things that are highly polished and crazily good. So
1: so bright memories are not so bright anymore, is what you're telling me.
0: And it's certainly not infinite. It's like bright memory, four hours. So take
1: from that what you will. That's all right. I'm happy with the four-hour game. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, something that you're not happy about, because I know this, I've read your four, four and a mm. half out of five, uh, or just out of five, no, four and a half out of ten review on Survivor, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, Generous. the definitive edition. Might I, might
1: I add, yeah, that's right, a confusing name to begin with. One of the first 4.5 out of 10s, everyone else copying me, all these people with their cop-outs of, oh, we only... And we, too, only got this game on release day because Rockstar Rockstar knew that they were trying to polish something that was very unpolished and sneak it past. Uh, And a lot of people went with, oh, we need to play it for ages. I could tell you... Uh, and I wrote this review after about three hours with each game. I played them many times before, and I even wrote that at the start to say this is not a review of the game, is of this package, this remastering, and it stinks. Uh, in hindsight, probably a generous 4.5 because they should have known better. It's just... It, it's, it got that high score because the underlying games, I think, are still good, even though they're so dated. And the whole point of this remaster is to bring them more in line to what you expect now so you can play them. And so it's those... Control tweaks that your brain's not just gonna die because it doesn't make sense now. And those are there. So like controlling, you know, accelerating braking with the triggers, having a camera on the right stick, uh, a lock on shooting system, uh, bare minimum, but they do mean you can now play. So I compared this to the um, PS2 original versions on PS4, actually running on a PS5. Uh, you can't buy those anymore. <laughs> um, they are just the PS2 games emulated, but upscaled. So. They don't actually look that terrible for such old games, but they're pretty blurry, um, and they they're hard to play because they just don't make sense to your brain. But Fair they're enough. probably better. They run better, uh, and that's weird because it, it just doesn't make any sense how you can you can get 20 year old games, uh, remaster them, and have them run so poorly. So um the rain thing yeah that was a big thing a big deal got made out of that and fair enough because that rain happens within two minutes of gta3 it's in the opening uh <laughs> like when you're breaking out from the the van at the start and when you're actually it's, it looks weird there but when you're actually playing it blinds you like it's it almost makes the screen white to the point that you can't see what you're doing i just don't understand how anybody thought that was fine um so to wind it back, this is made by Grove Street Games, I think is Correct. the name? Correct, Grove Street it's name from San developer. Andreas, yeah. That's it. They are the same developer who made the mobile ports of GTA. So uh, GTA 3, Vice City and San Andreas have been on mobile for like 10 years. So the Switch version, which by all reports is way worse than the Xbox Series X version that I played, um, is not the first time these have been handheld. They've been on mobile for 10 years. There's always been a problem with those games in that they were compromised to some degree to run on phones, phone. like they ten, just didn't a t- a work as well. A 10 years ago phone, yeah.
0: not like your phone now, not like my handy yeah. like folds in half phone, like an old phone.
1: Yeah, like an iPhone five or something. So they were, yeah, they just, there's loads of videos on YouTube. They're kind of funny to watch some of them be like, what were they thinking when they made these? Cause they just had odd choices in them that, that ruined things. And unfortunately those versions are the base. They didn't go back to the PS2 or better yet, the PC and Xbox versions. Um, they started kind of in a bad place. For a very small team. Like, I don't really get why Rockstar picked it. It's not their fault. They're a small developer. Uh, it's not entirely their fault, partially, mostly Rockstar's fault. Um, small developer, mainly make mobile games, probably not ready for this scale. So, they've done a lot of AI upscaling, which again has been highly publicized. Some of it works pretty well. Like, if at a glance, moving really quick, the environments do look pretty good for 20 years old. It's just when you actually stop and look at it, you see roads which are not aligned. You see signs which don't make sense. You see that, um, yeah, there's just heaps of stuff like that. But on the whole, like, the environments, the vehicles, they look okay. They kind of look like what I expected from a remaster of such old games. We weren't getting a whole remake, really. Um, but then the characters look re- weirdly out of place. Like, they've been AI, generic kind of model styled. Um, And they all look, they just lost their character. They look like someone's put on a filter, like a Snapchat filter over everyone and said, make like a PS2 parody character. And a lot of these are parody characters already. Like they're they're people from those eras, from the 80s of Vice city or um, was kind of big at the time. And they've just lost it. And they just look out of place and they look... They actually look good. If you look at the screenshots and you think that looks weird, they look so much stranger <laughs> in motion because of, like just their movement is so... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It um, so looks weird. And then the worst of all is just the performance is terrible. Like, they don't run very well. Weirdly for a game that's so old and been meant to be completely remastered is there's a performance and a fidelity mode. Um, at least on Series X, it defaults to fidelity. Change yeah. that straight away because there's... There is minimal visual downgrade for it actually kind of runs. It's running a mobile uh, game. It mode. doesn't
0: It doesn't need the power of the Xbox yeah. Series S or X or the PS5. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but it does. So, <laughs> uh, and then watching uh, Digital Foundry's coverage on it, basically, the Series X version is the only one that runs anywhere near 60 frames, but it drops a fair bit. The PS5 version, for some reason, in performance mode, it doesn't change any graphical options. So it's almost like they forgot to change performance and fidelity. Uh so they couldn't understand that and they said the only way to get like a locked 60 frames from this 20 year old game is to download the ps4 um pro version on your ps5 and that will run at a locked um 60 because its frame rate is like a quarter of the ps5 version which is not 4k it's like 1800p so it's it's just a mess from that point of view Lots of glitches, falling through the world, stuttering. Um, I haven't had any crashes. That's the only good thing. Um, and then there's the, the styling changes. like um, uh, Gaetano pointed out to us when we could see the whole map of San Andreas and saying, I don't remember it being so tiny and weird. And that's just, a, we can remove the fog, but that was also there as a styling thing to, to give you some sense of immersion in this world, which is, is, in my mind, GTA San Andreas is the biggest world I've ever played a game in. I think that's my 2004 mind. It's, it's not accurate. <laughs> there are Battlefield kind of, 24 you know, just,
0: maps, 2042 maps yeah. that are bigger than San Andreas now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I like I that memory and that the curtain's been lifted uh, and they probably didn't need to do that. And the whole thing is, I think pretty much I had a running theme in my review of it, it's just very that'll do. Like that someone's already said, this looks better and it, you can play it now and it does look better. Uh, that's good enough. It just, it's just—it's missing that polish and that care that we got in things like Mass Effect. Um, and if you go back to older games like the um, Tony Hawk remasters and the Spyro remaster and the Crash Bandicoot remaster, so they're PS1 games. I wouldn't expect this to look that good because they're such small scale. They got a, a bigger visual overhaul. Yeah. But I would expect it to have the same level of care and the same level of polish. And someone who have actually play tested it. Um, and then weirdly in Vice City, having played the PS2 version recently as well on PS4. Uh, they've ruined the handling. Like, it's really hard to control. And so that actually plays worse than the original version. Whereas the other two games, I think, do play better here. If you're going to play them, they're still the best version. So um, I think Rockstar were kind of hoping that it would just sell and on reputation alone, and they could get away with it. And I think maybe if it got a bunch of six and 7s, it could. I think that's why it's very important that it didn't and that a lot of people have covered it. I think they were hoping they wouldn't, and there'd be people like us who thought, oh, we got it too late, let's not worry. Um there's enough backlash now that they've actually re- responded weirdly saying uh, unexpected issues or something like that. Yeah. There's no way these are unexpected. Like, they, they knew. Uh, I think what they thought, unexpected that you would care and that you would consider not buying these games. Uh, the good news is San Andreas is on Game Pass, so you can try it without asking to buy it. Um, but yeah, disappointing. I hope that they at least get fixed to the point that the, the glitches improve so they become more playable. Uh, i think the rain effect has been fixed at least in san andreas so yeah uh some degree of hope but it's just a i don't understand like they announced these games three or four weeks before they released why why not just say <laughs> because someone uh, at Rockstar must have played it
0: gta3 yeah, had an anniversary that's out. why because it's like you know we just have to yeah. get it out there which is stupid like d- delay things if they need to be delayed absolutely and but
1: do you know what vice city has a 20-year anniversary next year weird to consider that games of such scope and reputation and magnitude and importance to the industry came out a year apart and yeah. then san andreas was two years later and now look at like they can't get something right now it's gta um, 5 for the next 50 years. remaster so
0: you'll maybe get gta yeah. 6 so, soon Who cares? Yeah. The thing that really annoys me is that they're called they've, they've called these the definitive edition where clearly they're not the definitive mm. edition and they went the they nice. being Rockstar went the extra step of delisting the old games from 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 digital platforms to the point where the PC version was so broken they've reintroduced or they're starting to reintroduce at least on the Rockstar launcher and maybe on Steam I don't know um the the original yeah. PC versions of the games so so really the original versions are the definitive edition versions proper because they're the ones that actually work and the new ones are just rockstar trying to push things out the door so you buy it again I like yeah yeah it astounds me well
1: the thing is those games were always somewhat glitchy so there's still there's room to improve and that's kind of what we thought would happen here so i wouldn't say that those ones play better they probably don't actually except for maybe via city because they're so old and dated that these ones, all their issues play probably better if you had to play them right now, but not well enough. Not all we expect from a full price remastered. Remembering those games were sold on PS4 for like 10 bucks each, and this is now 100 So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not all we expected. It's not what we wanted. It's not what these games deserved. So if they were going to do it, they should have done it properly. I think they knew that. They should have delayed it to next year.
0: Yeah, well... Speaking of games that should have been delayed, uh, if, if you're if you're watching live right now sorry, behind the curtain, uh, you're not going to see, you're not going to listen to this right this second or see this right this second, but if you're watching the on-demand video or listening to the podcast, it, perfect segue into uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, we're going to get Luke Laurie to, to replace Ben. We pre-recorded it. Uh, mm. We're, we're uh, like, same same kind of thing, Ben, like a 4.5 out of 10, like, just straight out of the gate. Like, Luke Luke knew it. Luke Luke didn't hesitate. He didn't do a review in progress. He just went, this, this is garbage. And, uh, the internet took about a week to kind of follow suit and realize, yes, everything he said was like completely accurate. So, uh, the next twenty minutes or so in in the on demand stuff is going to be Luke. If you're watching uh, live, we're going to just tack that on the end uh, so Ben can keep on with his with his day. Luke Laurie. The genius that you are, uh, a correspondent, a correspondent for Survivor? Why not? Uh, the host of the Gap Podcast, an all around, just generally amazing Australian, now back in Australia. Welcome back. Uh, you've, you've been overseas for, for quite a while. I'm rambling. Luke, hi. How are you, first of all?
2: Doing great. How are you? Good, thank
0: you. You're, you're here with me as a recording because because you took the lead on Battlefield 2042, and I, I feel like you're the best person to speak to it. So I'm basically going to shut up for once and step aside and just let you uh, constructively critique the game, let's say.
2: Well, I feel like you were more than welcome to jump in. You were there as well. Um, <laughs> so this was a online review event hosted by EA where we got to play Battlefield 2042 across uh, three nights, Um, four to five-hour sessions, we were told, which ended up being more like nine hours, I think, I put together. Um, So they had like presentations and, and, uh, you know, slideshows and trailers that we'd already seen 30 times and that sort of stuff uh, sort of sprinkled throughout. And then a bunch of downtime and that sort of thing. Um, But yes, they basically put us into, into... predetermined squads of four players uh which also didn't go down too well um it was a very poorly run event just like it was i don't know like i've been to a bunch of review events and it just felt like there was a bit too much sort of um hand-holdiness going towards it and it just didn't go their way when they tried to do it in that particular fashion yeah um
0: I, t- I totally anyway. agree. I think I think uh, they they had the best of intentions. It was just kind of poorly organized. Immediately, you could see the journalists just like scramble to different groupings. Um, I was supposed yeah. to play with you, and I, I I kind of let someone who was taking review do it. And I got to, I got to play with uh, Duty and David Smith and uh, Omi from Checkpoint. So I had like a really good group anyway. But it was yeah, like no one stuck to their groups. Uh, the presentations were were way too long. We just wanted to play. And then on the other mm. side, when like and we'll get to Portal, I'm sure. Uh, or was it Portal? When we got into like, is it custom games that are through Portal or is that just custom games? Yeah. 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 Um, like they they basically said, Oh, we, we've set up this thing to play like COD basically. And it wasn't like play for five or 10 minutes. Yes, we understand it. It's like play for the next hour. It's like, I, I, yep. I'm going to go and make dinner. I'm going to go and like start the wash. <laughs> I'm going to go, like, I get it. I don't need to play for 45 minutes. Sorry, Luke. I cut yeah. you
2: off. No, no. And that's the thing, right? Is that it seemed like they didn't want us playing this game. Um, and as we played more of it, that kind of became a bit more apparent, I think, is that, yes, they wanted us playing this as little as possible. Um, unfortunately for them, I've played a lot of Battlefield uh, over the years, like a lot of Battlefield. It's it's kind of like my main go-to multiplayer game with my friends where we jump in and we play a couple hours and uh, cause a ruckus amongst all the other people in the server. Um so I've got a lot of experience in these games. And so uh, when I jump in and I can play you know, 10 hours of a game, I can sort of see where the problems lie or what is good as opposed to uh, you know, spending another 30 hours with it. But at the same time, I've also played a bunch of the, um, the closed beta, uh, which we had some hands on with that. And they also did like an open beta leading up to this. So I'd, I'd had quite a bit of time before that as well. Um, to sort of experience like what the game is about. Anyway, um, so it we likes- got to see All Out Warfare yep. as the first mode, uh, which is Conquest Breakthrough, uh, returning basically fan-favorite mode of the, the, the genre, uh, Conquest, where there's a bunch of capture points. You need to capture as many points as you want. As you do that, you bleed the enemy team's tickets out. Um, the big change here is that they have introduced multiple sectors that have uh, more than one control point that you need to capture in order to say that that is your sector. I think in theory, it's a really good idea, but in practice, you can sort of game it a little because it's like, well, why would I go capture that point with three when I can just go capture the single point and really do the same sort of thing that these other points are doing? Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's got to be a bit more balance there in terms of like, needs to factor into it more maybe it eats more tickets out but that's not in there at the moment um that's probably the biggest change in terms of conquest um aside from the introduction of specialists which is kind of like their attempt at doing a hero shooter they've had a class-based system in the game before assault medic engineers support that sort of stuff and this is more in lines of like a I don't know, like an Overwatch or an Apex Legends or Rainbow Six Siege is a really good one to point to because it's characters that have these unique traits and abilities um, that are sort of put into these classes of like, this is support class or this one is a medic class. Um, So for instance, there is a medic who is able to revive anybody quite quickly, um, but she also has a syringe gun that can fire darts and hit other players and that will start healing them or you can even fire them at the ground which is uh how i would do a it. whole other thing like playing this game more we've come to realize that it's like you can heal yourself using that syringe gun but i've come because i've played so much as medic it's actually quicker not to heal yourself and just shoot the floor yeah. um and run over the dark because the, okay. the animation takes so long uh but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so they've introduced these specialist list classes that sort of uh, allow players to play different roles and they've all got different abilities, and that sort of stuff. Um, and then the other mode that we played in All That Warfare was Breakthrough. Um, didn't go too well during the preview event, at least, because it was extremely lopsided in terms of the defensive team won like every single round that we played. Yep. It could have been put down to the fact that everybody was new, didn't know what we were doing, but I looked at it more of a, uh imbalance issue because it just seemed like you had so many bodies, 128 players in these modes, trying to control uh, all of these points as an attacking team. Uh, and the defensive team could just basically respawn as much as they want and just throw as many plays into one area to stop the other team from capping the point. And so we ended up playing that mode and... uh not progressing past the first area every time we played it because the defensive team just always won. And we got to the end of that um session, which we didn't play a lot of it, but they basically everybody was in all chat being like, just let them cap it so we can see the end of the other <laughs> half of the map.
0: Or <laughs> asking so- like, are are we like who's on which team? Like trying to figure out if like somehow like all the all-stars were on like, the team yeah. that was winning all the time. Like, that, that day, that first night, I didn't win a single match. And I, I think we were in insane. different games at, at certain points. But, like, I'd never sure. progressed past the first round. I was always the attacker, and I never won. And it was just that thing of, like, like you were saying, the other team can just instantly respawn, get a good vantage point, snipe, or, you know, like, just get a good shooting angle on people who are spawning, running for two or three minutes as his battlefield just to get, like, headshot and die. Like, oh, start again. Um, yeah frustrating is is the easiest way to describe it it was just like four hours yeah. of bashing my head against a wall and it's like it's like is a it mix is of it the game anyway
2: i think it's the game <laughs> i think it's the game <laughs> it's an imbalance problem like there should have at least been like i've played these types of modes in the past where they whether they've called it rush or um some of the other the sort of modifications of this idea in some of the like battlefield 5 um where it works a lot better but this, whatever was going on here was just a, a, a balance problem with the map. Um, anyway, uh, so that's All Out that Warfare. Um, basically, the the three pillars of the game are All Out Warfare. Hazard Zone, which is their PvP VE mode. Um, this is basically like a Escape from Tarkov or uh, Hunt Showdown, if you played that. That's a really good PvP VE game. Yep. And it's a, a collection of squads, up to 32 players, looking for data drives on a map, collecting data drives, uh, eliminating AI players and trying to eliminate other squads uh, while extracting at a zone which only appears twice during the round. And if you're able to successfully extract with data drives, you get dark matter credits, uh, points that don't mean anything um, in a a game. Yeah, so basically you, you use these points to buy new weapons that you take into the game with you and it's persistent um, characters. So if you survive that particular round or that match, you leave and you get to leave with your things that you've acquired and your um, the weapons that you went in there with. And then you start the next match and you're able to buy even more equipment. Whereas if you get eliminated, you go back to a fresh character with nothing and you've got to buy everything again using that Dark Matter credits it's dark matter credits right or am i just making that up it's a silly name
0: i played like one match and then my internet went down (laughs) so that was that
2: was a fun it sounds like something that they that they looked at the division and was like the dark zone all right let's call them dark matter credits and so that's the thing they decided to go with um anyway i think it's a cool idea it's
0: good sorry i keep talking i say i think
2: uh, no, that's okay. You can interject whenever you want. Um, I was gonna, it was more I think fun than, really... it has
0: the, than all of Warfare. That's all I was going to say. It's out. You, you talk now.
2: That's yeah, it. like it's a cool idea. It just it just doesn't, it's not executed properly. Like there's, again, balance problems. Um, uh, playing a lot more of it now, like vehicle, or even playing it then in my review, I wrote the vehicles were overpowered and they're still overpowered because you can jump in a vehicle uh, with a minigun on the back of it basically reverse it up to the extraction point and nobody can hit you because they can't shoot the windows and you've got a giant minigun. Um, these things take about four or five rockets to, to hit and kill. Uh, and that that's if you've taken rockets in with you because you've got to buy them and have the credits. Um, and this is where the specialist system sort of plays into it. You've got these characters that you can bring in, but you've got to kind of bring in the ones that you want to play, but it's more reliable just to bring in the stuff that will win you the game so like everybody's rocking rockets because vehicles are so overpowered so there's no point buying all of this stuff that the game has introduced to you or trying to use anything that the game has given you as a tool because you can't win when you just play it the way that you feel like you want to have some fun with that sounds um,
0: great I, I think on the whole like from my experience anyway and i think i think you think similarly. The, the, yeah. the first two days of this three-day event were like the new battlefield 2042 stuff and hit hmm. and miss is, is a nice way of saying it like a, yes. a lot better than the, than the than the closed beta like i'll, I'll give it sure. that but like eh, it wasn't yeah. enjoying it and then we got into battlefield portal and apart from those weird like you know this is call of duty for an hour like i get it you you can set up all these cool things and make a really cool game and there's all these logic systems and i'm sure like super creative people are gonna like hit the moon with it yeah, the, the, super the, impressive yeah. system. Yeah, but I, I can't, I'll, I'll play modes. I'm not going to try to make them. The, the the real bread and butter of Portal is like, here's old Battlefield, like here's Rush, and here are all these things that you actually like. And they're really fun yeah. because old Battlefield is good and new Battlefield is kind of garbage.
2: Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that we, the most fun I had in that day, wasn't even, it wasn't Portal. Because the I think the first... Uh, a couple of hours, like you said, they got us to play a uh, mode for 45 minutes, which didn't really work anyway. It was kind of half-baked. Um, but Battlefield Conquest Classic was highlighting just how poorly Battlefield 2042 has been handled because everybody in that session was like, this is so much fun. It's like, yeah, it's fun because this is like classic Battlefield or like not even classic Battlefield, like Battlefield 3 that was within the last, you know, 10 years. And that stuff felt really good. Mm. Even just looking at those maps and being like, look how creative these maps are. As a, Comparing them to the, what we've got in Battlefield 2042, it's just such a massive contrast between the two. And um, I, I think it's a really cool idea. I, I think it's a, it's been shoveled in there. I don't, like, this should have been a separate game or some sort of thing that they dished out and we're like it's a subscription service and we're going to update it um every two years with a newer battlefield game and we'll keep rolling it out but to lump it into battlefield 2042 just kind of feels weird yeah. like what are they doing a couple of years when they want to put in i don't know battlefield one in there or something like that or it's just a strange way of doing it it's good co- you know when like call of duty warzone came out yeah and it was a free-to-play thing but it was sort of attached to that call of duty that year that this is kind of how that should have been implemented.
0: Yeah, but um, you can't launch Portal standalone. It's just it's part of it's a menu inside Battlefield 2042, which I'm yeah. sure will probably change because I think the the general consensus is like come for the the Portal, stay for may, maybe stay for 2042. See if you have time.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with you. The the Battlefield Conquest Classic stuff is excellent. Like it's such a great way to. Um, like just have people play those classic games and in a newer engine and it run great and look great and immediately just have a good weapons as well. Like everything felt good when we were playing, (laughs) uh, but yeah, man, just the rest of the game is kind of not good. Um, yeah. It's things that like, I, I don't know if you want me going to, but stuff I talked about, just how many things have been removed in it. Um, I think one of the main points I tried to highlight in my review talking about it was like the introduction of uh, requisition points into Battlefield Five, and incentivizing players to play as a team and as a squad and by capturing points and owning these requisition um, points to spend for reinforcements. And it could have been stuff like calling in a vehicle um, to help you get from point A to point B. But the big one that you kind of put down was... um, these JB two rockets or V one rockets. And you'd kind of just call them in and you decimate an area. They'd explode massive rocket, big explosion and it looked cool. And they've basically gotten rid of that entire system, um, which reward players for playing the objective. Yeah. And that kind of is a, as a look at this game and seeing all the other things that they've removed from it. And, uh, not really replacing it or, or not even trying to really do anything else with the game in terms of its its gameplay and um, the features that it's got. And it's just a, I mean, there's lists out there now, people. I th- some of it is very nitpicky, but at the same time, I think some of it is quite important. Things like weapon suppression system was a good one because when they introduced that, they said it's a way of allowing players that aren't good at shooters to feel like they're doing something productive because it meant that you were able to suppress another player. They couldn't see properly that sort of thing, but at least they were getting points yeah. and it was allowing maybe someone else to sneak up and shoot them. But that whole system is gone, hasn't been replaced, no reason why. Um, leaning is gone. Uh, supply stations have been removed, which basically means you need someone on your team now to have uh, that loadout drop. Like they're f- They're forcing players to play a specific way just so that they can introduce these specialists. Um, but at the same time, it's sort of like limiting what you can use because you need to have the guy that's got the ammo or you need a medic. And so that's like two people out of your team that have been taken. Yeah. it's
0: And if you're like me and not not as good as, as this as you and you're sort of like a support mm. person just because, like that's how you try to contribute and help. Like it that lessens those types of experiences where like i just have to like lock myself in and and try to do the thing and probably fail but you you've written like literally written thousands of words on Battlefield 2042 it's up on the website you should definitely read Luke's review Luke i i, I appreciate uh, your strength of conviction, understanding the franchise so well and just coming straight out with the 4.5, um, there are sites that have followed obviously since but um, a lot of weird like high scores at the very, very start there and then kind of the uh, the internet's consensus was like, what's going on? This isn't great. So uh, uh, yeah. not that it's not I that that's what getting... reviews are about, but good job.
2: I mean, before it, before the game came out, people were giving me a bit of crap on the internet about it. And I, as it sort of released, I've gotten a lot more messages from people being like, "Actually, thank you for <laughs> for doing, uh, being honest and not being paid by publishers." And I'm like, "That doesn't happen anyway, you, you idiot." Yes. Um. But yeah, it is. It's currently the lowest rated Battlefield game on that they've released at this point. Um. It's even lower than Hardline. So that is. <laughs> That's, A an That's an accomplishment.
0: That's an accomplishment. We'll get <laughs> you
2: on the Friendly Fire Show proper,
0: I promise, but you, you couldn't make it to the, the time of recording uh, now that we're live on Twitch like cool kids, Luke. But um, we'll, we'll definitely get you on. How do people find you on the internet uh, to check out what you're doing?
2: Yeah, you can go to survivor.com, I guess. I'm on there. Um, or you can go to twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Otherwise, podcast.com. It's my weekly podcast that I do with Judd Uh We've been doing it for... I don't know. Twelve years now. Um, we're on episode five hundred and ninety-three this week, uh, and I talk about video games to Joe two and a half, three hours every week. So very critically, though, we d- we dive really deep into games. Um, so it's not as uh, short as other podcasts. We like to really get in there and talk about game design. No, it's not a problem. Everyone's got their. Know. Some people don't have hours to spend a week listening to a podcast. That's come, fair enough.
0: Come come to the Friendly Fire Show for Luke's abridged Battle 20, Battlefield 2042 review. Go go to the website to read it too, of course, and then go to the Gap for like 17 hours. I'm sure you're still talking about it, of uh, of Battlefield, which is perfect. We are,
2: yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think we've talked about it for about four or five hours in the last two weeks. It's...
0: I haven't gone to that one yet. I was I was listening to to Job's Halo uh, points. Um, you you got a couple words in here and there, but that was basically Job just complaining about Malay and and uh, physics and stuff. But anyway, it's it's yeah. it's definitely worth a listen. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. We'll get you on proper again soon, and have a good rest of your
2: day. Thank you.
0: We're gonna talk news uh, if if you're watching live now. So. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is just that Xbox Xbox Cloud Gaming is now available on Xbox consoles, uh, and I, I know mm. you've tried it. I've tried it a little bit. Um, I, I think that it is a it's a good case for the Xbox Game Pass quests. So, as an example, um, if you if you do the Xbox Game Pass quests, and you should if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get extra points for doing specific things within. Um, The ecosystem, logging into the the mobile app, uh, you know, playing an Xbox Game Pass game, uh, you know, going into one and killing five bad guys or doing whatever else. And one of the quests this week that I had was go play Scarlet Nexus. That's it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to play Scarlet Nexus. I reviewed it. I didn't really like it that much. I kind of bounced off it. I've deleted it from my hard drive Uh, It's on Game Pass, though. It's in cloud. So now on my Xbox, I can literally just go to Scarlet Nexus, hit the, you know, play with cloud. In the case of that quest, it like immediately fulfilled the obligation. I got my little like, you know, toast saying here's 25 Mm. Microsoft points for you. Away you go. Um, I didn't think the experience, like the experience in terms of speed and playability is is fine like speed is amazing it's like super quick to launch playability was like yeah it's okay like it looks like you're streaming a game to your you know in my case my 4k display which is trying to do a 1080p game which just kind of looks garbage whereas like if you were doing it on your phone it's so small it looks great so like i don't know it's it's a good test case for the quest it's a good test case for for trying a game to see if you want to actually download it what was your experience with uh xbox mm. cloud gaming
1: uh, so it's similar, except I did one straight in the rewards app. So there was, you know, sometimes there's one, which is like get one achievement in this game or one of these 10 games and you get 500 reward points. Yep. So I did that. Um, I think that's still there if you want to try that. And all the games are in Game Pass on the cloud. You can play any of them. Just got my one achievement. Didn't have to download it. Never play that game again. Can't even remember what it was. So it works for that.
0: That good. Eh? Um,
1: very similar. Yeah. I've actually tried this on Xbox One, like a vanilla, big chunky boy Xbox One and a Series X, and the results are identical. Like there's no difference between them because you're playing on the cloud. So there's probably that side of it that doesn't really affect us because besides that one test, I don't use my Xbox One anymore. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to see what it was like. So there's if you only if you can't get a new console, you only have that. Potentially there is reason to do it because it's not that different to what a, a 900P. Um, Xbox One game actually looks like. It doesn't look as good an Xbox One game, let me put that out there, it's blurrier. As I said last time, it kind of looks like you're watching someone filming a game on their phone and watching that feed, it just looks a bit off. Yeah. Um, playing on a 4K, you know, like a 65 inch big TV, as you say, it looks great on a mobile, not so good on a big TV. Um, the more I played, the more I thought, it's kind of like the Switch version of a game. Like it's, it's Im- impressive that this can happen so easily and that I'm playing it on this device in this way. Um, but it's compromised, and why would I want to play it like that when I can just download it? You know, on Twitch, something like The Witcher 3, it's amazing that it plays on there, but it's compromised. I'm just going to play it on my Xbox. So, same thing. It's nice to have, but I'm never going to pick that because it's just it's an inferior version of it. Uh, but yeah, as you say, testing a game instead of downloading, you know, 60 gig makes perfect sense. Um, the weird thing on Xbox One, as far as I could tell, you could couldn't play any xbox series x exclusives and there there aren't many to test so the one i was testing was flight simulator not available to stream i don't know if it is at all no um, not yet but it certainly wasn't so yeah that's the reason so that's a real what i really wanted to test could i see a series x only game running on an xbox one um via the cloud that's that's is the the useful thing
0: is the medium Ah, but that's not that's on series s too though
1: yeah, well, it's not on Xbox One. I don't know if that's on if streamable. So, um, Forza Horizon was, but that's obviously an Xbox One game as well. Yeah. So well, not really a useful test. Um, something that... But yeah, it's, I, it's go ahead, sorry. Good technology, but yeah. Good technology. That... I'm not going to use it a lot, though.
0: Now I can talk. Sorry. Something that uh, Phil Spencer said, uh, me, me, mate Philly Cheesesteak, uh, has said is that, you know, like this, this, and I'm sure it will be Microsoft's intent eventually to replace like a console with just like an internet box that streams things. But right now, like Microsoft's yeah. official line anyway is, you know, like this, this doesn't replace the console in front of your feet you know like at the tv underneath the tv that you're playing on and i think like it's it's undeniable especially in australia with our kind of intermittent maybe good maybe shit internet is that um it's it's always better to have something without the need to stream it if you can just have it on your console to your tv um so yeah like it's 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 a it's a it's a test case for for people wanting to try games it's it's a it's a half step for people that just can't get a new console yet that are maybe trying to, or just can't afford to. So like, I just like that the option is there. Um, And I think it's, it's, it's obviously if you can just get the game and download it and play it that way, it's probably, that's the easiest way to do it and the best way to do it. But like, at least you have options. Next story, Ben Uh, harmonics of uh, rock band of dance central of fuser of, of late fame uh, has, has today, at the time of recording, been acquired by Epic Games, and uh, they're going to continue, like, working on Fuser in terms of, like, the, the events and things that are happening in-game, probably introducing new tracks and stuff, I hope. Same thing for Rock Band 4. Um, but I guess, worryingly, uh, Rock, Harmonix is, is now going to just be creating musical journeys, air quotes, we not air quotes, mm. like that's an actual quote, musical journeys um, for Fortnite, which just seems like the most creative studio that, one of the most creative studios ever in video games is now just like a Fortnite machine, and that terrifies me, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that sucks, <laughs> there's been so many acquisitions of the last five years, and this is probably the worst by far, like... Uh, not that I really played a Harmonics game for a long time. I didn't play Rock Band Four, but maybe I'll try to get it. I don't even know if you can still buy it. It's play I fuser. I it try fuser. I
0: it. Fuser's really really oh, good. Oh, I try fuser. Did you like it? No.
1: People go because uh, no, I haven't tried fuser. I will try it. I should say. You should. Uh, I played when they both for some reason Rock Band and Guitar Hero both got revived at exactly the same time, which still annoys me. I went with Guitar Hero, and then Activision closed it down like straight away. Uh, I really wish I'd gone with rock band now. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, disappointing. I'm not into Fortnite at all, so couldn't possibly comment on what they'll actually do in that game.
0: Yeah. One and like also uh uh Disney Fantasia Music Evolved? No. That's something I'm just putting a Halo reference in there. Uh that whatever the Harmonics Fantasia game was that used Connect. I don't know if yeah, I think it has to use Connect. Super, super good as well. it's like mm. really creative. You feel empowered. You feel like if you're not like a music maker, you still feel like you can be a music maker. It's they're really inspiring games. I really, really like them. And I love the passion behind like everyone I've met at Harmonics is just like the nicest, like like they're in it. They're in it for the the craft, which is like so wanky to say, but like so true. Um and I guess, like, in the vein of Disney, just, like, everything's gobbling up everything else. It's just, like, every we are Star Wars and Simpsons and and this and Marvel now. This is us. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah. it's... Like, yay, I guess they have a lot of funding and money behind them. But, like, if, if Epic would have said, we're acquiring Harmonix to make musical journeys, full stop. Yes. Perfect. 100%. I'm on board. But it's musical journeys inside Fortnite. Like, I don't care about... Travis Scott or Ariana Grande like doing a concert inside Fortnite I don't care about Fortnite sorry that's now the pub's open behind me you can probably tell Um, which sucks anyway that's that's the end of that that's depressing and I hope good things come of it Uh, in terms of other Mm. things um, did you know that there's a really expensive Seagate expansion card, two terabytes for your Xbox Series S and X coming. Uh, it was originally priced, as, as you found first for us, thank you, on Mighty Ape, uh, for $750 Australian. Uh, EB Games has now come out with $700 Australian. Uh, and I think EB Games Ooh. has something, and it's not a fact based show, Ben, for I think it's like $530 if you trade in your original one terabyte seagate card you can get a two terabyte card instead which is without the trade-in deal the price of an xbox series x and and with the trade-in deal a dodgy trade-in deal that you shouldn't take because the price of a one terabyte card is like 350 so sell it on ebay or something and and get more money than than a trade-in
1: yeah annoying because i really want a two terabyte card if it was like 550 i probably could have convinced myself into spending way too much on it then, 700, can't do it. Uh, That is a terrible trading deal too, which is probably expected, but EB actually had good deals for when the console launched. Like I got 420, I think effectively from One X, and then that paid off a fair chunk of a PS5. So decent deals. Now they're giving you almost nothing for that one terabyte card. As you say, they're worth a lot. And these are plug and play cards. So that is the advantage that is over PlayStation, allowing you to use more options Um, You can have games on the card. You can unplug it like like a PS2 memory card, plug it in. All those games on there will just suddenly appear. It doesn't even care, unless you're playing a game, it doesn't care if you just rip it out. There's no getting cranky that you didn't eject storage or anything like that. So I would suggest if you are going to upgrade and you're a wealthy man, um, keep the one terabyte one. Then you've got yourself three terabytes of storage cards. Either if you're in conversation to do this, you probably have two consoles anyway. If you don't, um, just leave like your BT games on the, the one that's unplugged and plug it in when you need them. Like it's better than selling it for that. Or go sell it on eBay for two fifty.
0: And if you're a super super patient person, get a like an eight terabyte or a twelve terabyte proper hard drive, which you can't play games on, but you can move things to and fro. And and if it, it takes a long, it takes a while if you're going to a hard drive than an SSD. But okay. Do it. And like, it, it, if you're gonna sell your one terabyte card on eBay or something, obviously the people have to own the licenses for it. But you could you could potentially get a bonus kind of thing going like. Uh, one terabyte card on eBay with uh, Forza Horizon 5, Halo, Infinite, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, oh, yeah. Definitive Edition, pre-installed. Asterisks need so, licenses so to play games. But, yeah. Maybe, maybe on, that's important to people. Just
1: pre-installed. Pre install only games that are on Game Pass, sell it like that. The <laughs> top Game Pass games already installed. That's a good business idea, actually.
0: Oh, we, should, we should do that. I have
1: a one terabyte card. Yeah. Oh, no, I kind of fought it. I've um, And then I've got my like 12 terabytes of hard drives attached. So, to be honest, it's not enough space, but it also is at the same time. That's full, of the console's full. But by the time I need to download okay. something, Else. So i look at the two storages combined and i think what can get moved across that i'm not really playing right now there's always plenty of stuff that can go and only a couple of times i've actually moved them back because i've realized i didn't want to play that and yeah it take 10 minutes moving yeah. between internal and the storage card takes like one minute um but yeah it's manageable two terabytes would be better that'd probably be the sweet spot having three all up for the console it would work ideally for me that's why i was thinking about upgrading but At $700, I think they will sell very little to the point where I'm not even sure like your EB and your JB is going to stock more than one at a time or it might even be like a special order. Like I don't see them moving very many at all.
0: It's, I was, yeah, same boat, really considering it is way too expensive. I'll just be frugal in my uh, data management really because I can't justify it. That being said, Microsoft, if you're listening and want to, you know, like make sure Ben and I can, you know, test these properly to make sure they work well we'll happily happily do it um We're running short on time, though, so let's get into the last bit of news that I wanted to talk about, which is the online Xbox museum. And I'm saying online Xbox museum because, you know, like there's probably Xbox museums out there. This one's online. It's for you. So it gives you uh, a history of the 20 years of Xbox, but it also gives you a history of Halo, which launched at the same time as the Xbox OG uh, 20 years ago, Mm. almost to the day. We're, We're a week or so late. Uh, but more importantly, it kind of, and it might, you know, mileage may vary, gives you your own uh, personal Xbox history. Um, now, Ben, I'm going to talk quickly. I'm going to try, see how, see how this works live. I'm going to try to launch my uh, my own Xbox museum that you probably can't see, but oh, Twitch can luck. see. Oh, look at this. It's working. It's working.
2: Mine,
1: mine crashed a bunch of my phone. So it, I think it's better on a desktop potentially. Well, there it's yeah. Go, and,
0: and it's like lamely the metaverse and I like hate everything about the metaverse but like whatever, it's the metaverse. So, um it's it's cool. Like it gives you the the obvious history of Xbox, but it gives you your own history as well. Um there are some problems in just I guess data collection to begin with. The first thing is, you know, like it's it's saying that I've never played an original Xbox. Well, I don't have the original Xbox in in my uh My uh, ownership any longer, but I still have my my copies of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds. Um, So like I've played the original Xbox. It just doesn't quite remember that. It's uh, saying I logged Mm. in to, you know, Xbox Live in 2006, which was definitely on my 360, but I didn't log into my 360 until two years later uh which is is strange like it's it's you know oh, like yeah. the, the data is a little bit flawed but it's still just really cool and it's like a nice little personalization of of your Xbox experience i can you know go and find out that i've played destiny way too much and i love it um and like crazily enough in my experience Ben um i i'm, I'm totally bragging about my gamer score i have a gamer score of like 607000 at the moment and i found out just by kind of looking at the stats that Almost two hundred thousand of that gamer score is from the last two years, just being in lockdown and, you know, having a little less to do than than usual, which is yeah. fascinating and surprising. horrifying at the same time. So, um, did you have any cool yeah. like things about your own experiences that you know uh, the, the museum is highlighted for you?
1: Well, similar to you, like I wish it would just give me data instead of having to run around. But I get what they're trying to do. Some of it's clearly wrong, but some of it did bring back memories that I think are right. So uh, back when I used to work at MMGN, we used to play FIFA every day at lunchtime on my GamerTag. So my top three most played games are FIFA 12, 13, and 14, and maybe 15 as well. That's uh, because we used to play it daily. Um, and then weirdly, my next most played game is uh, Foxtel for Xbox 360, which I use for a two-week free trial and then never again. So I'm pretty sure I would have played a game more than that. Besides that one, so never mind. I think there's things like that which are a bit quirky. It said my first played um, Xbox Series X game was Forza Horizon 3, though so not 4, but 3, which I'm oh. certain is not an Xbox Series X game because it was delisted in September before the console even launched. So that's not right. The same thing where some dates didn't match up between my first Xbox Live and my playing on 360, which had to be the same time. Like, couldn't have played on Xbox Live before 360, but apparently I did. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it would be nice if they just kind of maybe checked some of these little things because it's fun to, to go back and see these things. Same as you, but not on the same scale. Uh, last year by far was my biggest gamer score year. Um, but I did set, I think that was at like 130 um, in like set that I wanted to get to 200 by the end of the year because I had nothing to do during COVID and the console I was going to launch and I got there and then I decided to stop basically. Um, although I'm going to hit 250 at the end of this year. So when I say stop, uh, kind of restarted now.
0: <laughs> well, as you do. But I'm
1: not getting a subject. I'm going to retire before that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, um, it's really it's One it's more really Xbox neat. news we didn't cover is in celebrating 20 years of Xbox, they also released, I think, 76 more back compact games, which are the last ones because... They said that two years ago, uh, though, but, but yes. They said that two years ago because they said we need to focus on getting Xbox One games to work on Series X. And they, besides the Connect ones, they all... Run on Series X because there's no licensing issues because it runs the same version. The problem here is they need to relicense all these games because even though you may have it on disk, they need to be able to sell you a digital download and, and they have to be all relicensed again, which is very annoying. And that's basically the issue. They pretty much said the ones which we haven't done either can't be relicensed or like the publisher doesn't exist anymore, so we can't get their permission, or there's songs or something that we can't get licensed, so it's just too high basket. They're done. Um, but some cool ones got added. So, like, Max Payne 3 was a bigger mission because that's a great game. Um, so, that finally got added. A few others like that. Alongside the other uh, two Max Payne's,
0: the entire Max Payne that's, trilogy through well, yeah, Remedy and Rockstar. It's a cross-developer collaboration.
1: Quite Sorry. a few from the original Xbox. So, there weren't there weren't that many. So, to add a few more from there is pretty cool. Um, there are loads. Like, there's, there's not a lot. Funnily enough, one that would be nice to add now, just one more drop would be for Rockstar to say... Here's the, the Xbox version of the GTA trilogy as a make good because we know we didn't do a great job. So, if you want to play them as they were, here you go. Uh, I can see now why they're not there. That's the reason they wanted to sell them to you again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so there, there's not a lot that I can see that's missing that I would expect you to be able to buy because obviously, like your old Forza games, never going to be re released. Stuff like that's not going to happen. So, um, so, yeah, good drop to, to celebrate 20 years um, alongside the Halo launch and now the
0: museum. Yeah. And like, I guess the cool thing is, um, sort of like, I, I wish I would have kept my original Xbox. It's long gone. Like I, I, I was totally curious to see if I had one and I like put an ethernet port in and like tried to log into Xbox live. It If it would, you know, somehow change the stats. Um, but I still have my 360 and those, you know, copies of Buffy that I have do work on 360. They don't translate into Xbox one and series X and stuff. So like, game preservation is hard and you know like just tv outputs and stuff like xbox would be insanely hard to run on on anything right now really nothing i have in my house would work without some sort of adapter or something but like the 360 does it's just hdmi so yeah like it's it's crazy it's it's cool that they're doing this it's just kind of like nice and 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 neat and um check it out museum.xbox.com if you want to check your own Mm. stats um, this Fortnite and Delays, I'm gonna leave this one for you to talk about. Cricket twenty twenty two gets a week delay into December twenty twenty one because Tim Payne can't keep it in his pants. Is that the way to call yes, it? It's well,
1: been a bit of a pain for everyone basically, so I think uh Big Ant may have heard that one before. Annoying for them, I suppose. But on the other hand, uh this game is tying in with the Ashes, so it's still coming out a week before that. I think it's probably a better time for it to come out, if anything. So the the cover has changed. They've changed Tim Payne for Pat Cummins, who is currently the vice captain, almost definitely going to become the captain. Uh, big scandal because there has not been a footballer captain like ever, really. Not since like the 50s when it didn't really count. So <laughs> it would be a big change. He's on the cover. He's a real pretty boy. His hair fits much better with the logo I noticed. You can read the whole thing, so I'm sure they're happy about that. Uh, but the fun little stat is because the games are already printed, if you're going to buy it on disc, they don't have time to change the cover. So they're gonna like email you a version you can print yourself, and then you can put in the new cover, print it on your like your A4 dodgy uh, laser printer. Um, so it's kind of look, you know, there's like EB games that don't have a cover where they kind of like draw one or they just print oh, yeah. something off. Those, like those are the best ones. Yeah. That's
0: value. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the person that doesn't have like the right ink cartridges left in their in their printer. So the pretty boy is just basically like red or green or something whichever like bit of ink is left in the cartridge perfect um Call of Duty War's so right. who
1: buys a disc anyway, so it doesn't matter. No exactly. one buys a disc, so the little icon on your console is going to have the correct badge now because they've delayed it a week to be
0: yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's going to have that correct badge because it's delayed a week because the assets couldn't be updated in time. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, the Pacific map, which is tied into Vanguard, uh, is delayed into December as well. I don't have anything else to really say about that. That's just a delay. We cover delays as part of a regular segment. Yes, Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Sadly, Halo Infinite co-op campaign, which we've talked about wanting to play, uh, is delayed until Mar- uh, May 2022 because that's the start of season two. Uh, now that season one has been extended to that time, uh, Joseph Staten said that you know that's that it was it was always supposed to come out with season two, and season two is now May, so that's when you're getting it. Uh, forge is coming in season 3 which doesn't have a date which is sometime further into 2022 so like if i don't think anybody's really hanging out for forge to be honest it's it's more the campaign co-op in may yeah. which which sucks it's Shucks? sucks it sucks and shucks it shucks corn um that's it, it is bad like i think i guess if i'm trying to put a silver lining on it like i think we're all going to gobble up infinite's campaigns it's really good um and it's a nice kind of palette cleanser to forget about all the specifics and then you know like when you and i hopefully jump in you know to to knock out legendary in may like it'll it'll be a fun experience that feels less repetitious than if we just did it straight away though i'd still like to have done it with you next week or next two weeks from now or whatever but anyway uh, six days in Fallujah, which is that uh, high wire trip wire, uh, Vitrius. I don't know, whatever. It's it's a, a game that is inspired by oh, yeah. real world events that take that took place in Iraq. Uh, that was trying to tell the story of all these people, but omitting like the use of white phosphorus, which was a uh, potentially a war crime you know like and then it was like oh we're not trying to be political and then it's like oh yeah we're absolutely political how do you avoid that like that that one's been delayed probably just because of complications in how they were trying to present the game rather than covid so that's 2022 anything you want to say about that nope Move cool on. saints row august 2022 uh still saying adamant that you know even if you know diehard saints row fans who want dildo bats aren't crazy about this like realistic reboot too bad that's what you're getting it's coming out in august delayed because of covid
1: now that one i believe i did call a few episodes ago when we looked at the february slash march release lineup for next year and something else moved into Saints Row time Elden Ring or something it was like there was just too many things in that week and I thought Saints Throw's on. this has got to go and go it did
0: well fair enough and then Pragmata is the last one it's a Capcom game which had like a little girl who is seemingly looking like she's a little girl uh, robot or android or something we don't know anything really about this game but it's delayed now into 2023 it was supposed to come out next year and since we hadn't heard anything about it it kind of makes sense that it's needing some more time to to one cook and two, be marketed (laughs) i guess so that's the thing
1: that's fine everyone heard of it so wow it looks kind of cool
0: it's like capcom's uh, cap capcom's doing some neat things and then you know some weird things as well anyway um if you are listening to the podcast or the video on demand that's basically it ben how do we find you on the internet
1: uh, i am ben underscore salt on twitter and how do we find you
0: i'm s right au uh we will see you in a fortnight from now uh thanks to luke Glory for jumping on and talking about battlefield 2042 if you're on the live stream you haven't even seen that yet so strap yourselves in that's coming up right now otherwise thanks so much we will see you in a fortnight's time pretty much yep. yeah all yeah. right all things halo Yes. Oh, pretty much. All right. We will see you next time. Otherwise, here's Luke Glory if you're live.